Hello and welcome to Acts chapter 2. I pray that as we continue to wait upon the Lord, that He will strengthen us in the inner man, in Jesus' name. I pray that the peace of God will envelop our being and that His voice will be clear in our spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Acts chapter 2 ushers in a powerful event that changes the course of our world. Now, a powerful event that changes everything. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. There are two ingredients that made this happen. The first one is the promise of God. God always keeps his promise. When Peter was sharing with his listeners in Acts chapter 2, 14 to 21, Peter said, What you see, that these people are not drunk in verse 15, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I'll pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. And your old men will dream dreams. God made a promise a long while ago. And God kept his word. God always keeps his word. Is there a promise that God gave you? A dream he gave you? A word he spoke into your spirit a long time ago? Is there a word that as you study scripture that have leapt out to you and kind of it almost seems as if this is for me. And you've been waiting a long time. Don't give up hope. God always keeps his word. God will come through for you. In Jesus' name. The second ingredient that made this event possible is obedience. You see, in Acts chapter 1, Jesus told the disciples to wait. And they obeyed. And they waited you know i find in my life I, i'm not very patient except by god's grace one of the most challenging things for me to do is to just wait on god wait when he asked me to wait and so we see that they obeyed they waited they were in one accord in act to one and they were praying and then boom the holy ghost came could you imagine what would have happened if after Jesus told them to wait, they decided, well, you know, I have my own things to do. I got to go fish. I have to go do something else. If they had gone all their own way, God's promise may have been delayed. Brethren, sometimes God wants to do what he said he would do. But we have to obey. When obedience meets God's promise, miracles happen i remember a while ago i almost falling into a sin because i disobeyed his instruction you know i had felt in my heart the lord had told me don't go to visit this person but i said well well i let me go see them i want to go watch soccer in their house you know i mean they're christians and i went and i almost fell into the sin of fornication almost god delivered me i learned a lesson that day that sometimes when god says don't go it's not because he wants to deny us an enjoyment it's because he's gone ahead into the future 
He's seen all the trap the enemy has set. And he comes back into my present to give me insight on how to navigate the future I'm about to get into. Obedience is always better than sacrifice. In Acts chapter 2, we see that when the Holy Ghost comes on the disciples, the first thing he does is to influence their communication. Gives them the ability to speak, to communicate in a language they had not learned. In 1 Corinthians 13, Paul talks about the language of angels and men. Hallelujah. He said, if I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong, a clanging symbol. You see, there are angels of earth. I beg your pardon, there are languages of earth and there are languages of heaven or, or angelic languages. And God can give you the ability to speak any language. And Paul keeps on talking about this language. In short, in the message translation of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, Paul talks about prophesying and speaking in unknown tongues or in a different language. You know, and he he, he talks about if, if you praise him in 1 Corinthians 14, and if you praise him in the private language of tongues, God understands you but no one else does. For you are sharing intimacies just between you and him. Hallelujah. Intimacies between you and God. Hallelujah. So in the same 1 Corinthians 14, in message translation uh, verse 18 to 19, Paul writes, I'm grateful to God for the gift of praying in tongues. That he gives us for praising him which leads to wonderful intimacies we enjoy with him i enter into this as much or more than any of you hallelujah and so paul is talking about the, the ability that god gives to communicate in a language that we may not understand but god understands and that that communication link online gives us the opportunity to enter into wonderful intimacies with God. Hallelujah. The other part of communication is that I believe that when the Holy Spirit fills a person's life, it changes the way you talk to others. It changes the way you talk to your spouse. changes the way you talk to your friends. changes the way you talk to yourself. changes the way you talk to people around you. God can influence our communication. Hallelujah. Where we speak words that lift other people and not tear them down. We speak words that encourage others and not discourage them. We speak words of life and not words that bring death. Hallelujah. Have you ever been in somebody's presence where after a minute or two you want to run away because they are saying things that are tearing you down? Or have you been in somebody else's presence where you leave when you leave them, you are so encouraged. Now, it doesn't mean that they don't tell you the truth when you need to hear the truth or correct you. But you leave at the end of the day feeling that, wow, I've been so encouraged. No wonder the scriptures say that life and death are in the power of the tongue. In, first, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, Paul writing, he says, I read to the King James uh, version say let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth 
but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. The New Living Translation, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. For someone listening to me today, I pray with you that that God will, will, will get a hold of our tongue so that those around us, when they come around us, they are encouraged, they are edified. Yes, they are corrected if they are doing something wrong, but they leave our presence. Hallelujah. Feeling that, wow, I have felt the love of God through this person. Hallelujah. 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 God can influence how we talk with other people. Hallelujah. And so the Holy Ghost comes upon the disciples and they receive the empowerment for effective ministry. And then finally, in Acts chapter 2, you know, in, in the last portion of Acts 2, verse 42 to 47, you know, we see the believers living in love. We see them living as a community. We see them taking care of each other. You see, when God is totally in charge of a person's life, hallelujah, God, it's evident in how we love people. Hallelujah, God influences how we love people. People should experience God's love when they come in contact with us. Even in the marketplace, if you're a manager, you're a leader in the marketplace, people should experience God's love and mercy and forgiveness as their leader. People should come into your prayer and leave feeling that, wow, I've experienced the love of God. We don't manufacture these things. We don't make it happen by effort. We allow Him to walk through us, to show His love through us to those around us. I pray in the name of Jesus that the love of God will flow uninterrupted through my life, through our lives, to our community, in our place of work, in the marketplace, in our church, in the name of Jesus, that will encourage one another, will strengthen one another, will pray for one another, hallelujah, and will stand together against every attack of the enemy on our lives, on our families, on our community, in the name of Jesus. I pray that our homes, our homes will be so full of love, that our children, our spouses will know firsthand what the love of God really means. In Jesus' name, amen.